0: Hi there. Thanks so much for joining me today. Today the title of my message is Stand. Let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you said that when we gather in the midst of where we gather, you are. So we believe you're here. We just thank you and praise you that you're teaching us constantly, that you want us to have revelation knowledge as to how to live in your kingdom. And we just receive you, we receive that knowledge, we thank you and praise you that you are just continually preparing us for your return, preparing us for when we stand before you. And we just love you, praise you, give you all the glory, in Jesus' name, amen. God is so good, I'm so in love with him, it's so awesome when he encourages us, and that's what he's doing today. Actually, during my time of prayer, I I saw him holding back the waters. I was listening to a song. And they were saying, holding back the seas, I believe. And I felt like he was saying, I'm doing this. I'm showing you the way to come. And to not only have your prayers answered, but just to come and be with me. Live with me for eternity. I'm giving you the answers. Just come on. Just come on. And, you know, we do that. By getting up every day and having communication with him. Getting on your knees and worshiping him, listening to him, asking him for wisdom. James 1.5 says, when we lack his wisdom, we can go to the giving God who gives to all really without fault finding. Yesterday, we talked about waiting, how God is calling us to wait and not do things ourselves. We we've talked about getting ahead of him and making things happen for him. He is saying that to live in his kingdom is to let him do, to take the word of God and to believe it, and then wait. Wait on him to do what he said he would do. And then we talked about how we wait is to do our part in his kingdom, to do our part to serve others. to, To just go ahead and love and enjoy our lives and have the faith action of just carrying on because we're waiting. We're waiting. We're not just waiting and hanging out and watching TV, but we're waiting. We're getting faith. We're doing all the kingdom principles. And today he's saying, I feel like it's a continuation of that. He's saying, having done all, stand. And so when you're doing everything he's calling you to do, when you got all your ducks in a row, when he's done correcting you, it's an exciting thing when he says, having done all, stand. Just stay there. Don't move. Don't let the devil move you. And that's what's happening. You know, James says to count it all joy whenever you go through this stuff and let have patience and endurance have its full play so that you can um, be in a place where you don't lack anything. And that is not what the enemy wants. And he's going to put pressure on you. You're believing God for anything. Whatever you're believing him for, God is going to set you up. And he's going to part that water. And he's going to say, come on, I got this all ready for you. Just keep looking at me. Keep your eyes on me. And you're going to see the promise. But the enemy, he just so easily gets us off the path. And, you know, I've done it many times. I just took too long and I quit and I gave up. I gave in to the pressure that the enemy put on me to quit. And God is saying today, don't give in. Because when you don't give in, you're really representing me. You're showing how good I am. You're showing that my will is good and perfect. You're showing the truth. I want to start by reading to you um, about our armor in Ephesians 6. Starting in verse 10, in conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Be empowered through your union with him. Draw your strength from him, that strength which boundless might provides. So that's where we get our strength from. And, you know, that's why we have to look at the word of God. You know, whenever I I feel like I'm struggling, the enemy is just bringing this doom and gloom on me. Whenever I get in God's presence, it's gone. Because God is going to encourage you. He's going to tell you things to come. In fact, the thing that I have been struggling with, God has been doing that. And he's saying, come on, let's go. I got the waters parted for you. Come on and walk right on through. Walk to me. Come on. And um, this morning, actually, I had a vision. And because God is wanting to show us, and he is going to give you dreams, and he's going to give you visions, and he's going to show you the promise to encourage you to go on. And so when you have that communication with him, really that is how you win. Apart from me, you can do nothing, Jesus said. So if you're believing God for your healing, believing him to get out of debt, some kind of breakthrough, um, whatever it is, he is going to lead you in that place. And he's going to correct you. He's going to show you where you're missing it. Like if you need to forgive someone, If you need to throw away your credit cards, whatever it is, he's going to ask you, whatever you ask him for, he's going to get you to that place where he can do something. And it's going to be uncomfortable, the place is going to be uncomfortable, um, because it's something that you were doing that got you in that place to begin with. For example, if you use credit cards and you're in debt. It's going to be uncomfortable to throw those away and just do his way, which is not what you're used to doing. And at the same time, you're going to have the enemy come against you because he wants you in debt. Debt is under the curse. Deuteronomy 28 says that. And so if we fully obey the Lord our God and do everything that's right in his eyes, which is where he leads us, we're going to be blessed in the city, blessed in the country. We're going to be blessed when we go out. We're going to be blessed, blessed blessed, and the enemy is going to fight that. He wants you to live under the curse, which is in the second half of Deuteronomy 28. And so, get your strength from the Lord. Put on God's whole armor, the armor of heavy-armed soldier, which God supplies, that you may be able to successfully stand up against all the strategies and deceits of the devil. He's going to come at you and trick you and get you to compromise if he can And Um, We're being showed here, we're being taught how to come against him, how to resist him, how to win. We are not wrestling with flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, against powers, against the master spirits who are the world rulers of this present darkness, against spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly supernatural spirit. And so we don't want to put up with that. He is not to dictate to you or to me or to anyone else. Jesus bore all of that for us. He took authority over him already for us, and we have to walk in it by doing this exercise. We have to take authority over him. We have to not let him rule us. And so anyway, it says we're not wrestling with flesh and blood. It's not a flesh and blood thing. It's him. We're contending with um. We're not contending with physical opponent, opponents, but against the master spirits who are the world rulers of the present darkness against spiritual forces of wickedness and in the, in the, the heavenly supernatural spirit. Therefore, put on God's complete armor that you may be able to resist and stand your ground on the evil day of danger and having done all Christ's demands to stand firmly in your place. And stand, therefore, hold your ground, having tightened your belt of truth around your lines and putting on the breastplate of integrity and the moral rectitude and right standing with God. So you want to get that right thinking, that right perspective. You need to put it on. And having shed your feet in preparation to face the enemy with firm-footed stability and the promptness and readiness produced by good news of the gospel of peace. Lift up over all the covering shield of saving faith upon which you can quench all the flaming missiles of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit wheels, which is the word of God. Pray at all times and every occasion and every season in the spirit with all manner of prayer and entreaty. To that end, keep alert and watch with strong purpose and perseverance interceding in behalf of all the saints." And so this is what we are to do, to stand our ground, to tighten the belt of truth. You know the truth, tighten your belt, say, I'm not moving. Put on the breastplate of integrity and moral rectitude. Keep, keep doing the right thing. Keep your perspective lined up with God, is what it's saying. And having shed your feet in preparation to face the enemy, be ready for the enemy. Be firm-footed and decide, I know, you, know you're going to come against me. I know you're going to try to get me to compromise, and I am not moving. And lift up, and yeah, and produced by the news, it says, firm-footed stability, the promptness and the readiness produced by the good news. You have to have that word in your heart. You have to have the good news in your heart. You have to have the truth. Lift up over the covering shield of saving faith upon which you can quench all the flaming missiles of the enemy. You know, when the enemy came against Jesus, he spoke the word. You know, you got to have that faith in your heart. You have to be ready to catch those missiles. Take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. We have to speak the word of God. It is written that God meets my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. By his stripes, I was healed. I'm not going to die of cancer. I'm not going to live in debt. I'm going to represent God. I'm going to live in his kingdom and show how good he is. And you're not going to move me. And believe me, he is going to come and he's going to try. And he's going to try to put this big cloud over you of darkness. He's going to try to cause chaos at every end. And I like 18. It says, pray on every occasion and every season in the spirit with all manner of prayer and entreaty. When you pray in the spirit, you're, you're, God's giving you utterance. He's, he's showing you what to pray. The spirit is praying for you. And it's going to come up on the inside of you and it's going to empower you. You have all the tools that you need to be an overcomer, to win. And as we just read, it's not a physical thing. It's a spiritual thing that's going on in your head. It's going on in your head and he's trying to dictate to you. He's trying to control you. And God is saying, I like this because it's like the last thing, having done all stand. If he speaks to you to stand, which he spoke to me this morning, and I'm just sharing this with you, you're, you're getting what I'm getting. When you get to that place and he did everything and you did everything he told you to do, then you stand. You stand. You, you're movable. You're not moving. You got your armor on and the enemy is going to come against you, but you're going to say, no, I'm not moving. I believe God. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it seems like. What What is seen is temporary. What is unseen is eternal. I'm not looking at my health. I'm not looking at the doctor report. I'm not looking at my bank. I'm not looking at my situation. I'm looking at the promises of God. And he said he bore my sickness, my disease, my sorrow, my pain, my weaknesses, my distresses. He took stripes for my healing. He meets all my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. He has a good plan for me. He's in love with me. So why would I listen to you? You're trying to trick me. I know this. I read the book. I know what your ploys are. Jesus said that you can use distractions of the age, lust of the flesh. So I'm not letting my flesh rule me. I'm not gonna let you rule me with worry and anxiety when all I have to do is bring my worries and anxieties to him, bring my petitions to him, and then he's gonna give me peace, which he did. I have peace. You can see I have peace, devil. I'm not moved by what you're saying or, you know, what you're telling me or what it looks like. I'm moved by the Word of God. I'm immovable. I'm not moving. I'm standing. And God is parting the sea for me. And, you know, God moves in the midst of faith. I remember exactly where I read that scripture, and I think it was in the message translation. But He moves right when you're having faith because He moves in faith. It's impossible to please him without faith. If you're doubting, if you're fretting, if you have anxiety, he can't move. He can't do anything. He can't do anything. But when you're believing him, and even if you're struggling, though, as I told you, he's going to encourage you. If you go to him, he's going to encourage you. He's going to give you dreams. He's going to give you visions. He's going to give you a word. Like I said, if he tells you to stand, that's exciting, You know, because the devil is coming, he's saying, oh, it's not going to happen this time. Oh, you did this wrong. You did that wrong. Um, As if you're not forgiven. He lies. He lies to you. And then God is going to come. If you're looking to him, if you're in agreement with him, if you're seeking him, keep on seeking, keep on knocking. He's leading you down that path that he has for you. He's holding the water back so that you can go through. He's holding the water back. He's got a good plan for you, Jeremiah 29, 11. And when you seek him, you will find him. If you seek him as a vital necessity, you will find him. And he's going to give you instruction. He's going to give you the answer. He's going to give, give you revelation knowledge. Um, in James, it says, let patience and endurance have its full play. And that's what he's saying, to just wait it out. Just wait it out. Just keep standing because at that proper time, if you don't faint, what you're believing for is going to happen. It is. At that proper time, if you don't faint, what you believe for is going to happen. Hebrews ten thirty eight. we read that yesterday. And so you don't want to move. You just want to stay where you are. You know, I was saying to you that God will give you dreams and he will give you visions and he will. And I, I just feel him prompting me. To, to talk about the visions and the dreams and how they are to encourage you. And they are things that you can hold on to. It, it's, to um, it's to boost your faith, so to say. If he gives you a vision, he's saying that that can come to pass. If you believe it, if you don't sweep it under the rug, I mean, you can have visions of things that um, don't come to pass, because you didn't believe them. But if he gives you a vision and you believe it, it's going to come to pass. I've had so many visions that have happened that um, he encouraged me with and it gave me faith to carry on. And one I want to tell you about, I had a vision of, I I already, he got me a dog. And um, I was thinking I wanted, I didn't even ask, but I was thinking I wanted another one to keep, her company when I was gone so she wouldn't be by herself. I didn't like leaving her alone. And I had a vision of someone just handing me another one, the same kind, a little Yorkie. And it wasn't a couple months later and that happened. And I was just believing that was going to happen. And I really didn't have understanding, but I just said, okay, it looks like I'm going to be getting another dog. And I didn't even ask, but thank you, Lord. And it happened. And actually though, when the dog was given to me, in my hands, it really wasn't for me. It was for someone else, but it ended up being my dog. And so, you know, God is so good. He's so encouraging. And if you take what he gives you, if you receive it, if you agree with it, it can come to pass. Now, sometimes those dreams and visions are warnings of things that you don't wanna do because of the result of what will happen. But, you know, when, when God shows you something, then you want to hang on to that. You want to see it. You know, he is trying to encourage us. He, he works to get us to keep going. Um, I don't know if I said that properly, but he is at work on our side. You know, I guess just parting that water saying, come on. And he is constantly making moves in our favor. He's constantly giving us favor and showing us how to get where we're going. He has the plan, and, you know, he's put that dream in our heart. He knows the things that you're going to ask for before you ask for them, and it excites him because it's impossible to please him without faith. And so when you have faith and you're asking him, when you're reliant on him, which is what faith is, he's excited. He's excited that you're coming to him and you're believing him. That, that that makes him happy it makes him happy when you trust him and you believe him and really you know that makes anybody happy if if someone trusts me and they believe in me i like that you know it, it's like respect it, it's a courtesy you know mm-hmm. rather than saying someone wants rather than someone saying i don't believe you i don't trust you that makes you feel sad you know but When someone says, I trust you, and I believe in you, and I know you're going to do what you said you would do, that makes that person happy, and that makes God happy. He wants you to trust Him and believe in Him. He's grieved when you don't believe Him, especially God, because He has all the power to do all good in your life. And, you know, He has this plan that He planned for you ahead of time. Ephesians 2.10 says, when we're recreating Christ Jesus, when we're born anew, He puts us on that path that leads to the good life. And now I keep thinking about him opening up the water Um, since I had that vision this morning that knowing that's what he's doing. He puts you on that path. He's opening the water to get you to that place that he has for you. And it says that it's a good life. In Ephesians 3.20, it says more than you can ask or think. Jeremiah 29.11 says, I know the plans I have for you for your good, not for evil. I don't have evil planned for you. The enemy does. He's out to kill still in his drawer. I have come. that He may have life and have it to the full. And the way you get to that life is you walk in faith. You believe the word of God and you apply it to your life. You don't just read it, put it aside and say, okay, I read it. I believe it. But then you take care of yourself. So God is really encouraging us to get out on the water and just trust him. And right when you feel like you're going to fall in, even if you do, if you blow it, he's going to pull you back out. If you give up and just do your own thing, um, he's going to pull you out and give you a chance to start again. And you're going to get to the place where you trust him. He's teaching you. You know, so much of the time we think we need something. This morning, he said exactly that to me. I was believing him for something. He said, that's not what you need. That's not what you need. You need this. This is going to solve that. And I said, oh, okay, then that's what I want. So I should be praying for this, not for that. And um, it's a little personal, and I might share it with you sometime. But so much of the time, we're asking God for something we really don't need. It seems like we need that, but that's not really what we need. And the root of what we need is the problem. And so he shows us that. That is so exciting. That's why I love meeting with God I love getting revelation knowledge from him. I love it when he corrects me. I love it when he teaches me because it's on that path. He moves the water for us to live the good life. I might change the message to the title of the message to that moving the waters. I don't know. So, anyway, it'll be a surprise when I go and get it all edited. What the surprise, I mean, what the name of this video will be. I didn't have too much time to think about it, but I love that. Moving the waters, holding back the seas, you know, for us. God is so good. I'm so in love with him. He's so awesome. And, you know, I just love it that he gives me this revelation knowledge to share with you. That some of the things that I'm going through, he has me teach to you. Because you're going through it too. Believing God, you know, it takes his wisdom. It takes his knowledge. It takes a relationship with him to know how to do it, how to walk through those waters. you got to know. You have to have understanding. You have to have wisdom. And you have to know it's going to be a fight. The kingdom of God is taken by force. You have to know it's going to be a fight. And you have to be ready to do it, just like we were told here. Get ready. The enemy is going to come against you. I want to read that part again. It says, lift up over all the covering shield of saving faith upon which you quench all the flaming missiles of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation, the sword of spirit, which which is the word of God. I missed it. That's not the part I wanted to read. Therefore, put on God's complete armor that you may be able to resist and stand your ground on the evil day of danger and having done all the crisis demands. You know, it is a crisis and having... To done having done all that crisis demands, to stand firmly in your place, and um, I guess I'm reading the whole thing again, but who cares, right? Stand therefore, hold your ground. Having tightened the belt of truth around the loins, your loins, and having put on the breastplate of integrity and moral rectitude and right standing with God, gotta keep that perspective. Um, I forgot even what I was looking for now, but. Here it is. Um, Put on God's whole armor and the armor of heavy armed soldier, which God supplies that you may be able to stand successfully to stand up against all the strategies and deceits of the devil. So you have to be ready. Put on your armor and be ready. Know that he's coming. Um, Hold your ground. Don't move. Just be ready. And um, you're going to win. Get in the Word of God. Get on your knees every morning, pray in the Spirit. You know, um, if you haven't had, haven't gotten your spiritual language, it's easy. And at the end of this video, we're gonna, um, I'm going to, I'm going to invite you to say that prayer with me. When Jesus fills you with His Spirit, you have the capability of speaking in another language um, through Him. If you just give him your tongue, if you just start talking, start praying, he's going to fill you um, with that language, and that language is to build you up. That language is the spirit praying, your spirit praying for you. That language is for your benefit. When you don't know what to pray, you can pray in the spirit, you can pray with the wisdoms of God, and he will interpret those to you. There's so much to know, and you should study that out. If you haven't had your prayer language, go ahead and study it out. It's a good thing. It's going to encourage you, and it's going to get your faith up there. I read a magazine when I received my language, and at the end of the magazine, um, I just did what they said, and they said to just start worshiping and praising him. And I did that. I wouldn't stop talking, and then after 10 minutes, about this other language started coming out of me. I just want to encourage you not to quit. And don't believe the devil, because he's going to say it was you and not him. But it is you, and you'll be able to see the difference in that. And it's for everyone. The Word of God says that it's for everyone. And I just, again, I going to encourage you to study that out. And so when you do all that God is telling you to do and you stand, I don't know if I finished saying that before, but that means you're right around the corner from having that prayer answered. If you've done everything else and all you need to do is stand, which is what God is saying today, just stand, then you're right. You're minutes away, hours away, a day away from your answer because you've done everything else and you're in the place where you know that you're just standing against those lies of the enemy. And then when you press through that, that is when you have faith and you're saying, I'm believing God, I'm not moving. I believe God, I'm not moving. I believe God, and I am not believing. Get to that place, and you can count it joy. You got it, and you're going to be to the place where you're not going to lack anything. You're going to have understanding, and then the next time something comes along, the next crisis that comes along, you're going to have that under your belt. You're going to say, I got this. I did it before. I can do it again. God is good. All I have to do is have faith, and when I please him with my faith, that gives him something to work with. When you have faith, God can do something. In the midst of you having faith is when God can do something. If you don't have faith, if you're doubting, he'll encourage you. He'll show you the steps. He'll give you correction. And you know what that confidence comes from? To believe is to have been led to that place that you are. Your confidence comes from having done all. You know, if you have unforgiveness towards someone and you know that, and then you stand before God, you're not going to have confidence to believe that he's going to do what he said he could do. You know, if you're trusting God to meet your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus, but you don't tithe and you don't give, when you have that conviction in your heart of those things, your faith isn't going to be strong. You're, going to, you're not going to be able to press in and believe God. You're going to have that confidence when you've done everything, having done all, stand. That is so good. This is such an awesome message. I'm so encouraged, and I hope that you are too. Believe God, because God is saying, When you prove my will is good and perfect, you're going for me. You're doing that greater work. You're showing that I'm good. You're drawing others into the kingdom. That's what God is wanting us to do to prepare for his return, is to draw others into the kingdom. And so when they see that God is meeting our needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. When they see by his stripes we were healed, when they see that his joy is in us to the fullest, they're going to want what we have. He's calling us to be an attraction of him. And when we receive from him, we're proving that his will is good and perfect. We're proving to be true disciples of his, and we're bringing glory to God. We're not bringing glory to ourselves, to the bank, or anything like that, but we're bringing glory to God. We're showing that he is good and he is in love with us. So if you've never asked him to come and live on the inside of you, I just want to encourage you to do that. And all you have to do is ask him. You should know that he bore your sickness, your disease, your sorrow, your pain. He took stripes for your healing. He, he did everything at the cross so that we could be right with the Father again, so that we could be right from the Father with the Father, so we could have his authority. He shed his blood for you and for me. He got on that cross for us. And if you believe that, you can ask him to come and live on the inside of you, but you should know you're committing to him. You're making a commitment to him. It's not just a prayer, um, you know, your ticket to heaven. But when you believe, then you're going to live that life. You're not just going to read it, but you're going to apply it to your life. He's going to be your life. You're going to be a part of his life. You're going to live in his kingdom, separated from the enemy, separated from being controlled by the enemy, but walking in God's kingdom and proving his will is good and perfect. God, is so in love with you. If you'd like to say that prayer with me, I'd like to say it with you. Dear Jesus, we thank you and praise you for filling us with your spirit, for showing us truth. We thank you that you want to come and live on the inside of us. You said that you are knocking on the door of our heart. And if we believe and invite you to come and live on the inside of us, you are inside of us. You are there all the time. We never have to go anywhere else, but you're there all the time for whatever we need. We thank you and praise you that you would fill us now with your spirit. I thank you, Lord, for the person that doesn't have their prayer language, that you would just fill them till overflowing and give it to them now in Jesus' name. I thank you that when they would speak, they would get that language. I thank you for teaching us. I thank you that, Lord, that you would help us to be faithful to you as you are to us. Help us to be faithful. We love you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, I just felt like God um, reminding me. I forgot to talk about that. He is asking us to be faithful to him, to believe him, and and. to the place where we're thinking, i got to be faithful to God. I can't quit and give up because then I'm saying I don't believe in him. I don't believe he's going to meet my needs. I don't believe that he's my healer. He's calling us to be faithful to him and not to walk away and say, I don't believe you. And I guess we talked about that a little bit. But he's saying that he longs for us to be faithful to him. He wants to know that he can trust us. In this last day before his return, he's calling us to do for him, to do a greater work other than to just live like the rest of the world. He's calling us to be like him, to show the Father, to say what he says and to do what he does, to be like Jesus, to live in heaven on the earth. He's coming and he's calling us to be a part of what he's doing in this day. And he's saying, won't you join me? Won't you join forces with me? You can make such a difference. I have a good plan for you. I have something for you to do. And the thing I have for you to do is going to make a great difference in the lives of those around you. God is so good. He's so in love with you. Thank you so much for listening today. Thank God.